Welcome to Sports Mad Res's This Week in Review podcast, where we highlight the recent news in sports medicine research. Over the past week, we had two posts on sportsmedres.org. That's res.org. In the first post, we described the study where the authors reported that female athletes have a higher chance of concussion and greater severity scores post-injury. However, males and females recovered at similar rates. In the second post, we highlighted a study where the authors concluded that the incidence of venous thrombolism, such as a deep vein thrombosis, is low after an anterior cruciate ligament reconstruction, and typically occurs within 90 days of surgery. The risk for such an event is higher among patients over 45 years of age, tobacco users, and those undergoing certain concomitant surgeries. If we take a closer look at that first post, we find that the authors evaluated sex-related differences in concussion incidence, severity, and recovery following a concussion in a large cohort of young athletes. The authors used over 11,000 baseline impact tests that were conducted between 2009 to 2019. Medical professionals followed a standardized protocol and determined a concussion injury if at least two of the five impact composite scores, such as verbal memory or reaction time, deviated more than 80% from baseline. The authors calculated the post-injury severity index by comparing baseline and post-injury composite scores. Among about 25% of the sample with a concussion, the authors had enough data to then define recovery as the time when someone had no more than one composite score that deviated from baseline. Overall, participants 12 to 22 years of age completed over 5,200 post-injury tests. Of these, almost 1,300 participants had sufficient data to assess recovery. At baseline, females had better verbal memory, processing speed, and reaction time, but reported more symptoms and had lower visual memory. Females had a 62% higher odds of concussion compared to males and reported greater post-injury severity. The higher post-injury severity index was primarily from poor processing speeds and more symptom reporting. Based on impact scores, females recovered slightly slower than males. However, this may be influenced by other factors such as initial severity score, age, history of concussion, or learning disability. Ultimately, the researchers demonstrated that sex differences existed at baseline and after injury. Furthermore, females had greater risk of concussion than males even after controlling for demographic factors. Much of the severity difference came from the symptom reporting. Specifically, females reported more post-concussion migraine and neuropsychiatric problems like anxiety or depression, which are treatable with therapy or therapeutic agents. Therefore, the authors highlighted that monitoring for these symptoms could help clinicians optimize management strategies to enhance patient outcomes. The authors also demonstrated that we need to do better 
to understand if sex differences in concussion recovery really exist, and if so, why? Hopefully, this study will spark other researchers and clinicians to report whether they observe similar findings when they compare athletes within a specific sport and have more standardized follow-up assessments without about 75% of people missing data. Medical professionals should use this information and recognize that females may be at greater risk of suffering not only more concussions, but more severe concussions. Therefore, evaluating prevention programs for their sport could be advantageous. Furthermore, clinicians should monitor patients for migraine symptoms and neuropsychiatric problems to enable more individualized treatment approaches to rehab and referral to other healthcare team members. Don't forget that we also share extra material on social media. This week's most popular post was a paper where the authors concluded that regular involvement in basketball warm-up routines is common among high school teams, but the methods and time dedicated to these practices varied. Players and coaches are eager for more information on warm-up programs to reduce lower extremity injuries. And if you're an athletic trainer who's looking for more evidence-based practice CEUs, then please check out our nine online evidence-based practice courses available through the Human Kinetics website. We will have links to our summaries and the courses and the article on our website and in the show notes. Remember, you can always follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll be back next week with more sports medicine research. Until then, have a fun one.